For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Do you bleed green? Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. <laughs> This is Birds 365, hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. Here we go, here we go. Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50 plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack and join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go. Let's go. Go. Birds Nation. It is a non-walkthrough Wednesday. Uh, it's not even. It's a Tuesday. That's why it's a non-walkthrough Wednesday. It's a timeout Tuesday because we don't have football to talk about. Oh, yeah, we do. It might not be on the field, but we got plenty of football to talk about here on Birds 365. John McMullen, Jody McDonald here with you. It's Coach's Corner is what it is. That's the dominant topic of conversation Soon enough, we'll be talking about free agency and players and the like, but they are in a bit of a downtime now. So the conversation, not only here in Philadelphia, but across the league, Johnny Mac, is all about putting together a coaching staff. And I love the point you made yesterday about uh, might be the last bastion of information kept under wraps in the National Football League is the coaching situations. Well, you got to tip your hat to the Philadelphia Eagles did you have a clue that Jim Leonard was under consideration to be their new defensive coordinator before yesterday? No, heck, heck no. Um, yeah, I don't think anybody did. No. Uh, yeah, says they're casting a wide net, um, which, you know, we talked about offensive quarter, co- coordinator versus defensive coordinator. Pretty evident Brian Johnson's going to get the, the OC job whenever the Eagles decide to. Um, announce it. We'll see. They usually announce their coaching changes all at once. So that's typically how they've done business. Um, But it it was evident, by the way, Howie and Nick were speaking that, you know, Brian Johnson's going to be the guy. Defensively, it's more open-ended. Not to say Denard Wilson isn't going to get the job, but obviously they're going to look at other people. And we're talking about Vance Joseph uh, yesterday. 
you know, did some more digging into that, and he is going to interview this week, uh, later this week, Wednesday and Thursday, I think. He's going to interview with Nick first and then Howie and Jeffrey. But um, So he's he's in the mix, and obviously Jim Leonard uh, is in the mix. And, and, you know, it's never a bad thing when he casts that wide net. It is interesting because his reputation is more of a – a Rex Ryan guy, more of what a lot of Eagles fans would like, aggression and all that kind of stuff. And it, it, it's just interesting to see the different uh, minds they're trying to bring in. And there's a couple ways to look at it. You want to um, do due diligence on what the rest of the league is doing, what the rest of the league is thinking. In, in Lenders' case, you're talking about a college coach, although the Packers were close to bringing him in as a defensive coordinator a couple of years ago. Um, so he's been on the NFL's radar um, and obviously doesn't have a job right now because uh, Wisconsin, he was their interim coach last season. They fired Paul Christ and they went to Luke Bickle, I think. So, right. and, so and, yeah. And uh, uh, he's going in a different direction. So, I mean, long time, you know, he went to Wisconsin. His, I don't think he's had another job. He's coached, started his coaching career at Wisconsin, never left. Um, young guy. We know the Eagles with youth, and they've gone that direction. It's worked. Uh, good player. Uh, undrafted player sort of made himself up to being solid player. Spent a decade in the league. And we'll go, but you know, I I, I got to tell you, for people that don't know about Jonathan Gandy, you got to be wary of assuming guys are a certain way. Because when Gannon got the job, I said, "All right, we're going to get a bunch of Zimmer stuff um, in Philadelphia." He didn't do that, and sure. I said, "Well, and we're probably going to get a bunch of Matt Eberflus stuff." He didn't do that either. Um, so, you know, all these declarations of, on what people are sometimes aren't aren't the case so um right did no, anybody any, anybody immediately go and break down the game film of wisconsin over the last couple of oh, years yeah to find you, out got, you got all the nerd he, you know he's he's at wisconsin he he was mainly and, and i hate the term i really i don't even want to throw it out there because i hate the term three four versus four three uh, because it's so antiquated uh, in today's game. The Eagles technically, uh, I don't know, what would you call them? You more, know, of people, five, more of a 5-2 than anything else. Well, they are, but remember in, in the offseason when Hassan Reddick came in and everybody said, and we had people on the show, and they said, well, they're going to be a 3-4 team, and they got Jordan Davis. They're going to be a 3-4 team. Well, technically – you know, when they play five, you have the two edge rushers and the nose tackle. Technically, that's a three-four, but it's not really a three-four. And and they play, they still play four, more four-man fronts than than three-four anyway. So they it's play more five-man fronts than three-man fronts. Yeah, but but that's what I mean. The old three-four, you know, as you it's think of it, it's a new five-two. Yes, it's a new five-two. <laughs> Because they, they were playing five-man front, but everybody called it a 3-4 because you had the two edge rushers. So, to me, it's a useless sort of labeling technique, but everyone loves it. 
Uh, they can't get away with it. I can't stand that people label Hassan Reddick as a linebacker. They always do. Linebacker, right. linebacker. And they put him in the same category. A lot of people put it as TJ and Kaiser. I mean, because they, they don't even sit in the same room. I, You know, but linebacker. Um, so it is what it is. But And here's my uh, thought on Leonard. And I'll be honest. When he took over for Wisconsin last year, I didn't get anybody on who covered the team or anybody associated with Wisconsin on my national show. They got off to a slow start, so I'm like, all right, they're not in the championship picture, so I don't have to sweat Wisconsin all that much. So I I don't know how good his defense was or how good his defense wasn't. I thought it was telling that they thought to him to step up and take over uh, the, the team when they decided to fire the head coach as quickly as they did. Uh, so I don't know much about Jim, uh, Jim Leonard and what kind of defense he played at Wisconsin, how he did as a head coach. It really doesn't factor into his hiring as a defensive coordinator here. All I know is the guy and the player. And he was with the J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets for two years. And you're right. Rex Ryan brought him in. Rex Ryan was with him in Baltimore. Rex became the Jets head coach. One of the first things he did was to add a good in the box. Now that might tell you something because the Eagles previously under uh, Jonathan Gaddon didn't really have a quote unquote box safety, but that's what Jim Leonard was. And he was at five foot eight, five foot nine. Yeah, small, you, yeah, small, usually yeah. you want your box guy to be Malcolm Jenkins size guy to be a box safety, to be able to come down and stop the run and the like. Oh, Leonard got it done at 5'8 or 5'9. And he surely wasn't a fast guy, but he was a tough guy. And he was a tremendously smart player. There's a reason why he went undrafted when he was a player. Yeah, he couldn't win the combine like some of these guys can with his athleticism. His 40 time wasn't anything. Um, That's why people didn't think he was going to make the league. But he did because he was uh, so smart and so tough. So if his personal traits as a player play toward what kind of coach he would be defense corner would be on the NFL level. Old Eagle fans should like him a lot. And as far as dismissing him because he's a college coach, we, you and I don't debate it much, but I've been debating it on years uh, on the air for years with people. The whole can college coaches exist in the NFL. Can they make that transition? If you're a college coach or a college coach, you can't cut it in the NFL and that uh, knucklehead down in Jacksonville over the last two years, <laughs> Urban Meyer, just digging the grave even deeper for college coach to become NFL coach. I don't think that's the case here. When you're talking about a guy who played in the league for 10 yeah, years. He's an, uh, yeah, what is he? He's more of an NFL. He spent more time in the NFL than college. Exactly you know, right. This, yeah. So anybody um, who said, oh, they can't hire him because he's a college coach. No, he's not. He's an NFL player who spent some yeah. time honing his craft on the collegiate level, I think he'll become a really good NFL coach. Why well, is here in Philadelphia or anywhere else for that matter? But I, I I, had never heard his name tied to the Eagles. I think it was Jeremy Fowler who reported it yesterday, so give him the nod uh, for getting the news. I didn't even know he was in consideration for it. I, I, I'm not saying he should get the job. I'm just saying if he does get the job, don't dismiss him because he's a college coach because he has no NFL coaching experience. Playing in the league for 10 years will give you enough experience. In the yeah. NFL. Well, I always said, I said that about Josh McCown. He's got no experience. He's got no experience. What about the freaking 20 years he played in every offense under the sun? Exactly. Um, you know, I never understood that mentality. But, um, you know, he, he Wisconsin, 
but in college, I mean, I'm not much of a stat guy, as you know, in, in the NFL and college, it's even worse because everything's skewed. Well, if you're going to coach in the, in the big 12, you're not going to be in the top five in total defense, but you know, in Wisconsin, the big 10, you know, they were, um, uh, top five in, in total defense and top 10 in scoring defense four different times, uh, Jim Leonard's defenses. So take it for what you will, but pretty successful at the college level. TJ Edwards um, was a part of, of one of his defenses, second in the Butkus Award voting. Um, so he's familiar with them. Uh, you know, a lot of comparisons between those two guys because TJ crapped the bed at the combine. Uh, he can't play in the NFL. Yeah, he can. And and he'll spend a decade in the NFL too, barring injury. Uh, same as Jim Leonard. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a bad thing at all. You know, talk to people, see who you like. Uh, and, and as I said, he's been on the NFL radars before. Um, and the Packers tried to get him to to jump in and and be their coordinator, their coordinator too, not a position coach, their coordinator. So, um, people in the league have had their eye on him for a while, and for whatever reason, you know, maybe it's comfort. Could be, you know, he played there. Obviously, he likes it there. He didn't want to leave. Um, and we'll see if he, you know, now he needs a job. So, uh, a little bit different. Speaking of uh, needing a job, uh, Vance Joseph falls into that same category because when Jonathan Gannon took the job out in Arizona, they said, yeah, Vance, you can go interview for whoever you want. We'll be going in another direction. They already have uh, Gannon coming back here to Philly to get Nick Rallis to become his D.C. So Vance Joseph is looking for a job, and you mentioned he's uh, scheduled to interview with the Eagles over the next couple of days. One day, Nick Sirianni, and then a second day with Jeff Lurie and Howie yeah, Roseman. By the way, I got some pushback on that yesterday. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, I I wrote about the Eagles coaching staff and and Nick saying, um, Jonathan Gannon and Shane Steichen were in place uh, before he got the job to be coordinators. I got some pushback. You uh, said, I'm like, I didn't say it. Uh, now I knew it. Uh, from the from Jonathan Gannett's standpoint, I didn't, as I said, I didn't know it from Shane's standpoint. But I told the Eagles, I didn't say it. The head coach said it. I mean, now if he misspoke, from their sentiment, they don't want people thinking that Jeffrey Lurie and, and Howie Roseman are running the show. But here we are again. Another report comes out with Vance Joseph. Yeah, Nick's going to... Um, interview him first and then Jeffrey and Howie are going to interview him uh, as well. So, uh, well, I, I will give him credit. It is, I think, you know, it is sort of a little bit from column A and a little bit from column B. It's a collaborative approach. And I think too many people jump to Nick had autonomy, Doug didn't, or, you know, Doug had no autonomy and 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 Jeffrey and Howie had everything. Truth is, it's not either for either coach. It is a a collaboration. And Nick certainly approved of Jonathan Gannon and, and Shane Steichen. Why wouldn't he? He loves them. He coached with them before. 
but it was sort of backward. You know, it just happened to work out that way. Um, so I think, you know, it's a little bit of a weird, weird situation, but yeah, it's a collaborative approach until uh, it, it isn't, but we know there's one guy in charge. When the me. one guy in charge, I'm sorry, Jody, when the one guy in charge wants a scapegoat, you're going to get a scapegoat. Okay. <laughs> Very true. Um, here's to me more interesting than uh, the order they're going to do them in or that everybody's going to get involved in one day for one and one day for the other. The report that I read last night was this interview, both of these interviews are going to be done virtually. Yeah. That they're going to do them via Skype or Zoom or whatever the hell. Wow. The defensive coordinator position of the Eagles doesn't merit a face-to-face -face interview. Well, does, maybe it's does a Vance situation. Joseph has something more important that he needs to be at that he uh, can't get on. A, are the Eagles now after spending to go to the Super Bowl getting that cheap? They don't want to spring for the flight in a hotel room for him to come in and get the South Philly and sit down and meet with these guys. Really? Now, if you're yeah, talking I, about a offensive assistant or we're okay fine no we're talking about the dc here defensive corner that doesn't merit a face-to-face -face interview it could mean a number of things i mean again and here we are back with my original point from yesterday um you know why um maybe it's mance's decision maybe it's the eagle's decision if it's Vance's um, decision then i'm gonna tell him yeah no never mind thanks well, thanks for applying that's fair. I mean, but I'm saying there's no real concrete, uh, you know, maybe it's just a purse interview and maybe if he gets through that, they'll bring him in, you know, um, uh, you, you do have to have, you know, to satisfy the Rooney rule, you do have to have an in-person, you have to have an in-person interview. So <clears throat> maybe, you know, they satisfied that with Sean Desai or somebody else. Um, yeah, have they even met with the side yet? Um, I don't know. Again, I don't think so. To, I know that it's leaked the... out they have interest in him and they ask permission, but yeah. uh, and again, going back to your point yesterday, which was right on point, uh, it's the last bastion of hidden information in the NFL. Everything else is there's so many insiders and getting and sources and getting inside information, they keep the coaches pretty damn well under wrap. As far as I know, Sean Desai hasn't met with the Eagles. Yeah. Eagles just asked permission. And that, for you know, and and by the way, when this information leaks out, like the band showed, that's coming from the agent. That's not coming from um, <laughs> the Eagles. Uh, that's that's sort of how that stuff works. So they keep things under wraps. Um, but as far as why, getting back to the Zoom. I mean, that's sort of the modern thing now. I don't know. It's easier. I don't, I, it might, it could signal everything. For, it could be everything from nothing to everything. In other words, it could signal they don't really have interest. They just want to, you know, flash, hey, we're talking to a bunch of people. And then we go to Denard Wilson and say, well, we talked to Vance Joseph. He's been a head coach in this league and a defensive quarter. We talked to Sean Desai, who's been a defensive coordinator. We talked to Jim Leonard, who's top five defensive coordinator at the college level. And we decided Denard Wilson was the best player. Could be as simple as that, Jody. Could be could be everything, could be nothing, as I said. Could be would, you, like would, you, would you at least agree with me that since we don't know why he's beating Merchill rather than in person, 
it just doesn't smell right. That if I thought that there was a 10% chance advance was going to get the gig, uh, knowing that he's got a different style of defense, and he's a guy you can actually attribute that to. What kind of defense does Jim Leonard play? I don't know. I didn't watch Wisconsin week in and week out. Oh, I got a pretty good grasp on what kind of defense uh, Vance Joseph would play because he's been a DC in the and a head coach in the league for years. So we've got a pretty good scouting report on him. So if I've got a belief as to what kind of defense Eagles would like to play going forward and is is in a perfect match. So everybody puts their percentage on, do you think he'll get the gig? And it's weighed against other candidates and other information that's out there. If I thought he was a 10% guy prior to finding out that they were going to have virtual meetings with him, yeah, I'm now down to two. I'm sorry. No matter what the explanation is, no matter what the story, the narrative is behind it, I'm so, that doesn't look good to me. I, I Well, I we're, 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 you know, uh, I'm the same way as you. We're old school guys. We've been around for a while. You know, I, I will say the world has changed, man. There's sometimes, sometimes when I think, you know, people want to talk to me, I'm like, oh, what are we going to lunch? Uh, what are we, what are we doing uh, now? And let's do it on Zoom. <laughs> I mean, the world has changed, Jody. Um, and it's changed rather quickly and rather dramatically. I'm not going to go that far as you saying it's a bad sign. Like I said, it might oh, be am. a bad sign. It, 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 I'm not saying it's not a bad sign, but that's what I said. It could mean nothing, could mean everything. I wish I could tell you. I have no idea, but I know from my own experience, people always want to go on Zoom now. Always. Well, as we zoom in here on uh, Birds 365, we thank you for streaming in with us. I guess I'm knocking the technology, and that's what we're doing right now. But something <laughs> as important as being a coordinator for a National Football League team, I would think you'd want to sit in the same room with the guy. Uh, you paint me old school if you need to. I got no problems being old school in this venue. All right, uh, we will zoom up next for your listening pleasure. I need him in the room, BLG. Get over here. Get in the room. (laughs) We'll bring him into the room in just a second. Brandon Lee Gowton for Bleeding Green Nation. First guest up today on Birds 365. fans were cut from a different cloth born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life we believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible while we may be from different neighborhoods come sunday we are one and we will be heard 
Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Hi, everybody. My name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech, we offer three major services, the first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. My name is uh, Fran Salerno. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Jumping in here on Birds 365 on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Yes, it is YouTube. Yes, we are streaming. Yes, it's kind of like Zooming, uh, but we're going to do it anyway because uh, we've got one of our favorite guests. Come on. The man, the myth, the six foot eight legend himself, Brandon Lee Gowton from Bleeding Green Nation. Uh, appreciate your Zooming in with us. I know you jumped into the uh, waiting room before we finished up last segment. Um, John is uh, making less of a big deal of this than I am. You think Van Joseph's got a chance to become the Eagles defensive coordinator if he's not even getting on a plane to come in here and meet with them to say, yeah, I'm the guy for the job. We'll just do this via Zoom. I'm reading into this. Would you, Brandon Lee Gavin? I mean, prior to that news, I would say I don't think Van Joseph was the most likely defensive coordinator yeah, candidate for the Eagles that. just from the standpoint <laughs> of um, Denard Wilson who has been in the building and the Eagles were ready to promote to defensive coordinator. I think last year had Jonathan Gannon actually gotten the head coaching job. Um, I, I've just been thinking all along. He seems like the most likely candidate to me. Um, and, and, and I mentioned that to Jody BLG. Do you think, you know, is, is this a way of saying, look, we talked to Vance Joseph, who's a former head coach, longtime defensive coordinator. We talked to, Jim Leonard, who's a great defensive coordinator at the college level. We talked to Sean Desai, who's been a former defensive coordinator, and we decided Denard Wilson is the best. Do you think it's sort of that type of spin? Are we in the midst of that? I mean, I do think these are legitimate interviews, and I do think there's value, you know, in the Eagles talking to these guys, even if, you know, their heart is set on a Denard Wilson. You, you gather information, you talk to different candidates from different backgrounds, and there's value in that. Um, but ultimately, uh, I, I saw some sentiment out there that maybe the Eagles don't feel great about Denard Wilson because they were offering Jonathan Gannon, you know, a head coach salary to be the defensive coordinator in Philadelphia. But I think the other way to think about that is that 
you know, I think they like what Jonathan Gannon, uh, his philosophy, and I think they feel like Denard Wilson can kind of retain that to some extent. Obviously, he would have his own ideas and own spin and own, you know, kind of uh, process himself that, uh, as Nick Sirianni said, even if they got literally like a clone, basically, of Jonathan Gannon, it wouldn't necessarily, or his brother, he said he's his twin. Yes, twin it brother. It would be literally he the same exist. thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I do think Wilson uh, is, is the guy they want. I let uh, please both of you two guys uh, answer this question because uh, it won't ring well in Roger Goodell's office if he uh, hears what I say. Then if this is just window dressing that they're they're getting on Zoom to talk to Vance Joseph so they can say they talked to another candidate and uh, they were going to hire Denard Wilson all along. Then why do they have the Rooney Rule? If they're going to make the team jump through these hoops to do this. If it's just a load of crap to begin with anyway, why do they bother? I don't think it's a load of crap. I do think, again, these, these candidates have legitimate chances. I just think, again, they have an idea of what they want. And I think um, I don't think it's impossible they hire another one if someone blows them away and blows them out of the water and is so impressive and feels like, oh, wow, like we have to get this guy. Um, but I, I just, you know, I don't, I don't know that that's the case. I don't know that they really have to <laughs> jump at Vance Joseph, who, you know, I think there's some – decent things about his resume but i don't think it's like a no-brainer kind of hire um so yeah i mean i think these are legit interviews i just don't know that there's an obvious candidate yeah i it, and from the rooney rules perspective jody i think the goal is to get minority candidates in front of decision makers as much as possible and if you force it as as blg said you know maybe people get oh this guy's really impressive um but I remember writing about this when Leslie Frazier was sort of the Rooney Rule guy before he got the head coach and, and a job in Minnesota. And I always, you know, I, I actually asked him, I said, you know, there's a lot of times I remember when Bill Parcells was going to hire Tony Sperano, but this goes way back. And that was this guy and everybody in the league knew, knew it was going to happen. And that happens a lot. And I asked Leslie, like, how do you weigh that when you know somebody's bringing you in just to fill this rule versus getting your name out there, getting, and it's really up to the individual, you know, some people would be put off by that. Some other people say, let me get a chance. Let me get my name on the radar. But from the league's perspective, they want to get more my minority candidates in front of decision makers. So that's their thought process. Now, with the Eagles and the defensive coordinator versus offensive coordinator, why do you think the difference? Like, we all know Brian Johnson's getting the job. Yeah, The Eagles got to go through, but there's not much talk about the offensive coaches. Uh, defensive, there seems to be at least smoke, if not fire, right. that they could be open to another potential avenue than – than the in-house promotion. Yeah, I think you know, I would I would hope from a, a process making standpoint, decision making standpoint, um, I, I think the Eagles kind of aired in after the Super Bowl when they just decided to automatically promote within. And we didn't really see them connected to many candidates when it came to, you know, promoting Mike Grow to offensive coordinator. We didn't really see them linked to a lot of other names, I thought. Um, and I think there's a mistake in just automatically promoting within no matter like just as a no as a no brainer kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> I think you want to again bring in candidates with different backgrounds and kind of at least gather information, uh, if not for kind of what you can kind of do in the present, but having options in the future uh, if you need to. And, you know, I think Brian Johnson, obviously, you know, just the fact that he, he's 
drawn so much interest for other um, offensive coordinator positions kind of makes him more of an obvious candidate. Whereas you know, Denard Wilson did interview with the Browns. Um, mm-hmm. Jim Schwartz obviously ended up getting that job instead. Um, but yeah, that is kind of interesting where it's a foregone conclusion that Brian Johnson is getting the OC job, whereas um, the DC job is more up in the air. All right. So I'm going to put both of you Eagle beat guys to the test. Who is going to be the name that come out that, that comes out that isn't window dressing, smokescreen, uh, just doing due diligence because they have to as per league rules. We haven't had one name come out other than Brian Johnson so far. Will the Eagles actually interview someone else for the position other than Johnson? And if so, who do you think that name will be? Well, they have to. Uh, now, what? Who? Who? That name will be? I have no stake. Come on, that. make a guess here. <laughs> I got no idea, but they, you, you guys are Eagle Beat guys. Just make up a name for me. Got a beat here. <laughs> I don't care whether you get it right or not. Just make up a name. You know, I thought. Uh, I thought uh, Jim Bob Cooter would get an Ooh, interview, yeah. uh, but he got the indie job, uh, which is no surprise with Shane Steichen. Uh, Shane and Nick really like uh, Jim Bob. Uh, so I thought, you know, but that one satisfied the Rooney rule. So, mm-hmm. boy, I, you know, I, I've spent so much time looking at the defensive side because that to me is more relevant because I know Brian's getting the job. Right. So I haven't sp- spent much time looking at, but I, I guess if you look around the league at guys who've done interviews in other places, that's where you'd have to go. Um, you can, you can say Marcus other than Brady. Jim Bob. I, I did a top five, and other than you know Marcus Brady, yeah, but does would he count? I, I don't even know if he would count. Brady. I mean, I guess yeah, maybe I don't. Well, I don't know that. Yeah, what his contract is like, but possibly, I guess. Um. So I I I had Brian, Kevin Petullo, Marcus Brady, Jim Bob Cooter, and I can't even remember the fifth guy. But those, you know, I was hyper focused on people Nick liked and people Nick knew. Hmm. Is there any chance that they will just promote Kevin Petullo? He, we know he's here, and they they like the role that he's in. But is that a possibility for chance? I don't think I, so. Yeah, I don't think so. It just didn't, you know, because I think they really value Brian Johnson a lot, and they want to keep him. And whereas Petullo, um, who has seemingly received some kind of level of uh, interest from other staffs um, last year, addition to this year, um, it seems like there's more of a uh, I mean, he, he, like that's Nick Sirianni's right-hand man. He was going to be the interim head coach when Nick Sirianni yeah. was in jeopardy yeah. of missing that one game, uh, the Jets game uh, in the 21 season due to COVID ultimately didn't happen. Um, but I do think there's more of a relationship there, hmm. um, whereas I think, you know, Brian Johnson is this is this coveted, um, you know, rising star kind of coach where I, I don't know if Petula is viewed that same way. All right. Let, um, let me throw one more into the mix. And I know I'm fishing here and I apologize for it, but I like playing uh, these games with you guys. Um, guy who's been through the building before, different regime, different era, and is presently on an NFL coaching staff, but not the offense coordinator. So you could hire him. How about Mike McCoy? Yeah. Mike's another guy. Yeah. yeah. He is. He's very close to Nick. Um, that was the fifth one. Thank you, Jody. Okay. Did I didn't, I, sorry, I missed that. I didn't I know forgot. that you had him on your no, list already. No, I forgot. I forgot. I was saying I forgot who my fifth one. Mike was my fifth one. Okay. Um, yeah, for that same reason. So, you know, he was at training camp a couple of years ago before he took Jacksonville's job. Uh, yeah, Nick's very close to him. Um, 
but yeah, that's sort of how uh, coaching in the NFL works. You develop relationships and it goes in that direction. Now you bring up Kevin Petula, Brandon. That's what I, cause I, I've said, you know how close Nick is to Kevin Petula. Yes. I mean, that's his guy. That's his right-hand man. He does a lot of logistical stuff. As you mentioned, he was going to be the interim head coach when he had COVID. If he wasn't able to get back, um, he didn't know Brian Johnson. Brian Johnson was a guy how he found and said, Hey, you should interview. This is a good young coach. And you know, he's going to be a star. Um, he doesn't have that long-term relationship. Jalen's very close to Brian Johnson. We know the history there. They've known each, you know, he's known Jalen since he was a child, um, recruited him twice. Uh, they've had a relationship for a long time. Jalen's very comfortable with Brian Johnson. In a lot of ways, I think Brian Johnson is the slam dunk offensive coordinator because the Eagles want to make Jalen Hurts uh, happy. And Jalen's about to get whatever, $50 million extension per year. Makes sense. Is that, we saw it with Doug Peterson. Is that sort of potentially wrought with, with, because, you know, Nick would probably rather have Kevin Petullo, to be honest. <clears throat> yeah, I think he, you always he, have to be careful when it comes to um, the Press-Taylor dynamic that Carson Wentz had where, you know, I don't think Carson Wentz has always pushed hard enough. Obviously, don't worry about that so much with Jalen Hurts, considering how motivated he is and amenable to coaching that he is. Um, you know, I, I, one of the things we it, – it's worth considering that, you know, with all these – promotions if they do happen internally there's going to be the backfill of okay now who do they hire as quarterback coach if they get if if they move brian johnson up and maybe it's alex taney who's been assisting um but maybe they just give patulo that title you know instead of passing game coordinator you know he was previously the jets quarterback coach um for two years whereas you know brian johnson I think in addition to having the Jalen Hurts relationship, he's actually been an offensive coordinator before, never at the NFL level, of course, but at, at three different stops there uh, in college. So I think having that play calling and that offensive coordinator experience kind of you know gives him the leg up as well. Um, no, you guys saw this. I think it was over the weekend. Uh, ben Volan from the Boston Globe, pretty well-respected NFL uh, writer, uh, speculated that the Eagles could get the Jalen Hurts contract extension done before the combine gets underway. Well, that's only nine days away from now. So that's pretty quickly that they'd be able to get that done. Uh, does the coaching hire for offensive coordinator play into Jalen's negotiation? Are they two separate things? Can you separate church and state here? Uh, I know things uh, seem to drag in the offseason, and then all of a sudden they go into fifth gear quickly in the offseason. Where do you think the uh, – how do you think the negotiation with uh, the quarterback plays out on a timeline, BG? Yeah, I mean, I, I do think the Eagles would want to get that done sooner than later just from a standpoint of there's other quarterbacks out there, as we know, who are eligible for big deals. And it's always been the Eagles' MO to get in as early yeah. as you possibly can. Because in theory, you know, if you make that right bet, you're going to save money and be in a good position in the long term. And then, you know, even you look at the worst case scenario, the Eagles were in that with Carson Wentz, and they still navigated that pretty uh, well for as poorly as that kind of played out for them. So I, I don't think they have reason to be scared off of, of handing yeah. out this big money. 
Yeah, how we got asked that at the season-ending presser, Brandon, would that affect you? And I, I'm the opposite. I'm with you. It's like they prove, well, yeah. even if they make a mistake, they can get out of it. I think it emboldens them more. Right. I think they're more likely to seize the opportunity to go first because, as you mentioned, Joe Burrow's coming. It's only going up. Justin Herbert's going. It's it's only going Lamar up Jackson, if you're yeah. last. Um, Lamar Jackson, a little bit different because he's bet on himself. And they have the fifth-year option, so those teams have a little bit more uh, time on their hands, whereas the Eagles don't. But just from the Eagles' M.O., you're, you're right. You expect them to go early. Now, the question is, two, you know, two, two people to tango, does Jalen Hurts say, you know what? I can make more money. I can if I wait a little bit. But man, he's only made he made what one point four million last year. I mean, I think he's going to be wanting to get something done as well. So I don't see a problem. Do you see any potential hiccups in this this looming extension? I don't. Other than you know, you're talking about a guy who's willing to potentially bet on himself it would be Dalen Hurts. I think if it I don't think it's gonna reach the Lamar Jackson situation, but I think, you know, if the Eagles were lowballing him at all, then I think he would be comfortable more than other people by comparison betting on himself. But I think the Eagles know that as well. They know Jalen Hurts very well. And I think they know there's a certain number they have to meet and they kind of can't play around with that too much and they're just gonna have to pay him. The reaction from Eagle Nation, the diehard fans in this town who were in pretty good mood even after losing the Super Bowl, I think now a week later we can step back and go, damn, that was a fun year. They were pretty damn good. I didn't think he was going to go 14-3 and three during the regular season. But if you get a contentious negotiation with your quarterback, it does draw the attention, if not the ire, of your fan base. And I have some people that try and tell me, oh, the Eagles know what the fans say, and the Eagles react. The Eagles do business as per what the fans say, which I think is pretty much a crock. Um, but they're not stupid. They, they they do know what's being said out there. I don't think they blatantly react to it. But how contentious could it get if the Eagles and Jalen Hurts can't come up with a kind of – if both sides going to go to neutral corners and say, I right, we'll pick this up at a later date and everybody smiles – or is this going to be something that hangs over the team all year long? Because we've seen it before in the National Football League when you don't have a quarterback signed, and it seems like it only makes sense to get him signed, that it can be something that disrupts the season. Yeah, it has to happen you know, soon, and it has to happen this season. You can't let him go into this lame duck year. I think that's just – it's too weird of a thing. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw this clip going around Twitter, but A.J. Brown even said uh, on some podcast that he was on recently. Yeah, that, like, yeah. If, yeah. if – you know, if they don't resign Jalen, uh, send me with him wherever he's going uh, next. Um, I, I think there's going to be a lot of pressure, not only from Jalen Hurts and his camp, um, but, you know, the the, the team, the, the players on the team, too, want to see this guy here as the long-term piece and, you know, kind of undermines his authority as a leader on the team if you're not even committed to him uh, in the long term. So, you know, I, I think they have to avoid all that. And I think they will, um, and I, I think they'll pay him really big money. Um, that is the biggest domino, BLG, obviously, in the offseason for the Eagles from a personnel perspective. Uh, another report from our buddy Adam Kaplan saying the Eagles would use the franchise tag 
I don't know how Adam phrased it, but on Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, CJ. Now, I was thinking about it. I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, I believe um, the last time the Eagles used the franchise tag was Deshaun Jackson, like way back in 2012. I mean, they don't use it. They don't like to use it. They consider themselves a good organization. They don't want to use it. I think the salary, I think the franchise tag for safety is 14 and a half million, somewhere in that range. That is a lot of money for a guy who's played basically, you know, whatever it was, 12 games at safety and was a nickel corner. Are the Eagles really going to use the franchise tag on CJ Gardner Johnson? I have a hard time believing they would use the tag just because of how this team likes to get creative with managing the cap and all the void years and everything. They don't, they don't want to take one big dead cap or one big cap number for just one season. Now, you know, it's always possible um, that uh, depending how talks go leading up to the end of the tag window, that they're kind of good, but they just want to, you know, make sure they have a, a, a fallback plan. Maybe they, they use it kind of as a negotiating tool, as, as, a, as a temporary measure to make sure yeah. they can continue to work out the deal and not lose him. That could always be a situation. I think that's possible, using it as a tool, but not as just like, hey, we're just going to hit you with the tag and we're going to keep you on the tag. Uh, who was the last one Eagles used out, Deshaun or Michael Vick? They tagged Vick one year, didn't they? Yeah, I think yeah, it was 2011. 2011. Yeah, okay. I think Deshaun, Deshaun was, was the year after. 2012, right. yeah. Gotcha. Um, Speaking of franchise tag, and it does have some kind of an effect on the Philadelphia Eagles, the New York Giants are probably going to have to throw, if not the restricted franchise tag, then they uh, can negotiate with our team franchise tag on Daniel Jones at 32 and change million dollars. Is that a good thing or a bad thing for the Eagles? That uh, chances are they're locking in Daniel Jones at a big number for one year. You just referenced it, DLG. Nobody likes to play that big. Now, there's a downside to franchise tagging it from a team's aspect because you can't spread it out over time, something that Howie Roseman loves to do. I haven't seen Joe Shane do it up there in New York, but Daniel Jones getting a franchise tag. Is he a franchise tag guy? <laughs> I mean, he could be in the standpoint of maybe you want to see one more year and you're not necessarily ready to commit to him multi-year as this guy. Maybe you just want to see another year with a theoretically improved cast. You know, I thought Daniel Jones did a decent job given how little he had to work with in 2022. Um, and certainly he got a lot better in terms of the turnover numbers were way, way down. Uh, you know, yeah. you kind of wonder how much credit the coaching staff and Dable and everyone deserves for that. Um, but like, man, it's tough for me to say this guy deserves 45 million all of a sudden. Like, I, I, I don't think. Boy. The, by the way, the franchise pack for quarterbacks, 32.41. Right. But uh, that's so. the not that's a non-exclusive. If you want to go exclusive franchise, Brandon's right, it's 45. But yeah, the non-exclusive, which means another team could sign him, right. you got to give up two first round draft yeah. picks. Well, good luck. And oh, by yeah. the way, I trade Daniel. <laughs> yeah, I trade two first yeah. round draft picks yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, when I saw that 45 Daniel Jones number, I said, yeah. you know, well, Jalen's gonna ask for 90 gazillion. Right. right. I mean, what the, I, I mean, come on, Daniel yeah. Jones, stop. Uh, but, you know, he had a great season, uh, uh, certainly an improved season. That's a difficult decision for the Giants. And if you're an Eagles fan, you probably enjoy it because they they probably can't do better than Daniel Jones in the offseason. But I'm not paying that guy $45 million. 
Well, it also raises the question of then what do you do with Saquon? You know, do you, because you can't, if you're using the tag on Jones, you can't use it on Saquon, um, who ideally maybe you want to keep around just one year as opposed to signing a running back to a big kind of contract and having him around for multiple seasons. We know that those running back contracts don't always age super well. You know, look at Ezekiel yeah. Elliott. Yeah. Um, so that's that's the other part of it, too. All right, I'm going to put this question to you, BLG. I'm going to do it with Johnny Mac, too. I was going to do it in the first segment, but we got off on uh, coaching tangent uh, conversation. Let's say our good friends at Ocean's Casino, for your appearance today here on Birds 365, said, BLG, here you go. $100 voucher to their uh, sports betting room. And it's got a 24-hour time limit. Mm -hmm. And it's to pick the NFC champion next year. Who will represent the NFC in the Super Bowl? Um, and you got to pick a team, and you can get what odds they're offering. But you can mm-hmm. take, pick whatever team you want in the NFC to go to. And it's a hundred bucks free of charge. Here you go, pick a winner. But it's got twenty four hours to go on it, so you got to do it now. You can't wait and see how it turns out. And they're like, no, you got to make the call right now. Who are you picking to go back? To, who are you picking? I shouldn't say back. I'm tipping my hand here. Who are you, who are you picking to go to the Super Bowl from the NFC here to, on December on uh, February 21st? You know, it's really tough because it's a conference that just doesn't, you know, have. I mean, I'm trying to think of like I don't want to say the Eagles because heck, you know, it, it's tough for me to say the Eagles are definitely gonna be back. And there hasn't even been a repeat winner in the NFC East since you know uh, since 2004. Yeah. Then that leaves 20. you 15 other teams to choose from. Which you're landing on? It's Mr. tough. Gallup. I'm looking at them here, and I'm like, there's no one that I really like love more. Like, what am I going to say? The Cowboys, who can't even make it to the NFC Championship game? Like, I, I can't say that. Um, I'm looking here. Um, Niners. Niners, Niners still got that roster. All they need is something at quarterback and they're really good um niners or if you want to like an out of nowhere team maybe the lions maybe the lions take that lions, step yeah. lions you're gonna out. get a better value than the eagles that's for damn sure mm-hmm. they'll be about 10 or 11 to 1 the eagles will be three to one yeah but are you gonna put your money down free money free money brandon lee gowton on someone other than the philadelphia eagles as of right now uh i'll put it would i or or, or yeah i'm asking you um, no, no. You're going to take the Eagles. You got to bet on the quarterback, and I think the Eagles yeah, have the should. best quarterback in the yeah, conference. Yeah, you do. Exactly yeah. right. I agree, but I'm a big uh, regression to the mean guy. Sure. Too many career seasons. Um, I'm I'm putting it down on. I'd like I know, Detroit. There, I'm asking I you want, to do. I want odds. I'm put. I like yeah. the Detroit Eagles. Theory. <laughs> Eagles are three. Detroit are around ten. Uh, I'd like Detroit. I'm going for the. Half. I'm going for the big score. I'm going for the big score. It's yeah, free money. Good odds. I'm going for the big score. Detroit. Well, and How take, about Detroit? Take your boy JG in Arizona. You want the big score? Give you forty-five to one well, on Arizona. Okay, he's got Kyler. You know. with the Eagles. You going for that big score, Johnny Mac? Uh, yeah, can't do that. No, no. <laughs> All no. right, just check maybe it out. maybe it begets Kyler Murray to study. Mm. Maybe mm. maybe. You got Why 24 not? hours to figure it out. That's how good your voucher is for. 24 hours at Ocean. You got to make a call before then. You're I got to text someone JG. other than the Eagles. Can he get, can he get, can he get Kyler Murray to study? 
talented. He can't kid. even get Kyler Murray to Zoom with him. Who do you think you're kidding? <laughs> it's not happening. The new Zoom world in which we live. Kyler, whoever, I'll tell you, this is who I'm going to bet on. Whoever gets Jim Leonard as a defensive coordinator. There you go. Ooh, there, you go. <laughs> there you go. All right, uh, BLG, what is the next big Eagle story to drop? Is it going to be a hiring of a defense quarter? They're going to finally go, surprise, Brian Johnson is our offensive coordinator. Uh, what do you think will be the big story in the next 48, 72 hours, or will there be one? I think it'll be the defensive coordinator hire. Um, I wouldn't even consider the offense coordinator big unless it is someone different than Brian Johnson. Um, you know, the combine's coming up here, as you said earlier, Jody, yeah. and I think they want to kind of, you know, get the ball in motion here, and then you know, they'll be making free agent decisions before long. We talked about the, the Kurtz contract possibly happening, but I'll say, I'll say it's the defensive coordinator hire. BLG, always a pleasure. Check out Bleeding Green Nation, Great Eagle website. He is the editor-in-chief, cook, chief cook and bottle washer, the big man here with us on uh, Birds 365, Brandon Lee Gatton. Appreciate it, bud. We'll get you back up in a couple weeks when there is another breaking story here in town. We'll get your take on it. Thanks, pal. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Brendan Lee Gowton, Bleeding Green Nation, here with us on Birds 365. I, I, I probably... Um, uh, surprised both you and BLG with that question, but it was something that was being discussed on WIP yesterday, which I was really surprised at the take of a couple of guys on WIP and a couple of callers as well. So we'll further that conversation when we come back. Who's the favorite? Who should be the favorite? If you had to make a choice today, knowing full well, you don't have to because we're months away from the start of a season. But if there was a timeline on it and a deadline, who should be the favorite in the NFC? Johnny and I will talk about that when we come back here on Birch 365. fans were cut from a different cloth born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life we believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible while we may be from different neighborhoods come sunday we are one and we will be heard Pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. Hi everybody, my name's Jason Lombardi, I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services, the first one being basement waterproofing, the second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. 
And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. My name is uh, Fran Salerno. I'm a managing director here at DelVale Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Your Mega Mac guys here on Birds 365. We thank Fred Inley Gowton, our buddy BLG, for jumping in and uh, doing a Eagle Spot with us. Uh, coming up next hour, shoot, about 25 minutes from now, less than that, uh, the voice of the Eagles en Espanol, Ricky Ricardo, is going to jump in with us. Also, host on uh, WIP. And oh, by the way, yes, I mentioned WIP before we went to break. I was in my car yesterday and I caught the beginning, I first segment, uh, 15, 20 minutes in. Of the Marks and Reese show, Johnny Marks and I, former Eagle Ike Reese. And they were talking about belief in the Eagles going back to the Super Bowl. And Ike, who of course bleeds Eagle Green, was the tentative one, which surprised me that it's tough to go back after you lose. Well, Ike's the- a player. He knows, man. It's tough. Okay. It's tough. Um, I, I know I knew it was a while ago, but I know the Buffalo Bills went back three consecutive times after losing their first one and lost their second one and lost their third one and lost their fourth one. So it's not impossible. It doesn't happen often. I get that. So you are playing percentages here, but it can be done. And here's the reason why I'm leaning toward the Eagles going back to the Super Bowl today. Uh, Readily admit they don't get this Jalen Hurts thing done and it's hanging over the, the organization like a black cloud. Oh, I'll get off the bandwagon like you read about. If all of the free, if if the guys who I think are key, like Bradbury and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and Hargrave and the Eagles can't get any of them to come back, oh, I'll change my tune as well. But right now we don't know about any of the Eagle free agent players and we don't know about other teams' free agent players. There's just missing pieces to the puzzle. So you have to project and predict a little bit. Philadelphia Eagles were and still are the best team in the NFC. Why can't they get back to the Super Bowl? Why shouldn't Eagle fans believe they go back to the Super Bowl again next year? Uh, why shouldn't they believe? Um, well, coaching changes, player changes. Howie's already admitted. You're right. We don't know yet, but he's already admitted. He's getting compensatory picks in 2024. So, I mean, that's the guy in charge. He knows he's going to lose some. Um, so, from that standpoint, um, you know, well, I talked about all the career seasons, regression to the mean. That's why you should be concerned about them not going back. But as far as, you know, being the favorite right now, which is kind of meaningless, but they should be the favorite right now. And they are. I've seen Super Bowl odds already. Well, actually, I saw two different versions. One had 
San Francisco slightly ahead of the Eagles and one had the Eagles ahead, um, slightly ahead of San Francisco. So those would be the two teams right now. They should be the favorite. They are the favorite, uh, probably in most betting markets. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's tons of dominoes to fall. Other teams can make, think about the Eagles off season, um, from, yeah, see, that, you know, that's that's what I said. Go back to February twentieth of last year. Was anybody picking the Eagles to be in the Super Bowl? No, and if another one team, was, I know one who was. You were, but you were higher, and you were looking for some value. I think you, uh, oh, yeah, you'll yeah, admit 20, that twenty-five to one did affect yeah. my my. Thought you you, you weren't there. saying they were the best team. I don't believe. No, I Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to be able to say yeah. I said that. I didn't say that. Yeah. So you were looking for I'm some value. Yeah, you were looking for some value, which is understandable. Like I said with Detroit, you're looking for some value. Um, yeah, they had a great offseason. They made so many good decisions. Maybe somebody else has that type of offseason. And we're talking about somebody else. Maybe it's Detroit. Maybe it's, um, you know, who 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 knows? Maybe Sean McVay's back. Maybe they do uh, a brilliant job uh could be could be any we see worse to first in the nfl every season good so point. um for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know, a lot of things to happen, but right now the Eagles should be the favorite and are the favorite in most uh, betting markets to get back. And I think they absolutely should be. And maybe it's me looking at it through green colored glasses, but um, yeah. And you're right. Things can change drastically. That's what the offseason is all about. I just don't see it of any other team in the I think the Packers will be worse because Aaron Rodgers, I think, will be in the AFC. Um, what if Detroit, Jordan Love is Jordan? What if Jordan Love turns into Jalen a Hurts. star? Yeah. Uh, Jalen Hurts. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, by the way, I. Packers fans do not deserve that, but if they get if they get another <laughs> one, but nonetheless, um, what if it happens? Um, she's got some talent, you know, shows some flashes. Um, yeah, there's so many things, Jody. I mean, you know, Dallas, we laugh about it, but still pretty significant talent, you know. Yeah, the but Giants, let, me, let me give you a Dallas point of view. I'm a Pollard guy. Now, I'm not as big a Pollard fan as that knucklehead on Fox Sports, uh, Skip Bayless, who actually said, I'll take Pollard over Christian McCaffrey, which I think is a little uh, over the top. But Tony Pollard was a damn good player for them this year and an important player for them. And he's a free agent at the end of the year. And they're not uh, cap wide open either. You think they'll be better if they just go back to Ezekiel Edwards as the main guy, pound it down other teams? No, I Zeke? think I think Zeke is, you know, but they you, we've seen it with Isaiah Pacheco. I mean, 
you know, you can find a, a back in the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round. And in, in the case of Pacheco, um, you know, but, but, but Minnesota, I mean, Brian Flores is the defensive coordinator now. Now, I don't know what they're going to do, but I guarantee you his defense is going to be better than sticking at Donatel's defense. But if they were a middle-of-the-road defense this year, they're probably a contender. If they were 31st or whatever the hell they ended up. Um, there's a lot of – somebody's going to jump up. Somebody's going to jump up that, that surprises you. Mm, you're right about Minnesota because their defense was so hideous that uh, it kept them from being in. Uh, you you were one of the guys who rightfully said, yeah, I don't care what the, the Vikings record is. Yeah, I know they keep winning regular season games. They're doing it this unbelievable way. They find a way to win every single close game. And when they lose, they get the bejesus beaten yeah. out of them. And you're right. The Giants went in and beat them in their house in the playoffs. That was another team you didn't have any faith in. At least the Giants won one playoff game, which was more than Minnesota did. But you you had the right read on the Vikings. I, I just can't I can't get past the Eagles if they if they do a decent job. And yeah, we're putting some faith in Howie Roseman as well. We should well, you after should. the phenomenal offseason yeah. he had last season. Is he all, all of a sudden gonna forget how to be a general manager, how to negotiate contracts, how to manipulate the cap? I don't think so. I still think they're the team to beat here. In well, the more with the Eagles is the Eagles are going to make good decisions. I mean, I I have a lot of respect for the Eagles organization. I hope they hear that after yesterday. But I I think they make really good decisions. <clears throat> I think there's a reason, um, you know, people come looking to them for help, whether it's front office people, uh, whether it's coaches. Um, that's because they make good decisions by and large. doesn't mean you get everything right, but if you make good decisions, you're going to get more things right than wrong. My, my biggest hesitation to the Eagles, if I'm going to be Ike Reese is they had so many guys who had career seasons. I mean, that just doesn't roll over. We've been around sports for a long time, Jody. I mean, I always go back to baseball or, or, or basketball. Well, how many, how many home runs is Aaron judge hit last year? What was it? 62, 63, right. whatever it That's was. The American league. Record. Um, he ain't hitting 64 this year. I mean, he might, but I'm, I'm betting against it. And there are so many Eagles players who had career seasons. Are going to be able to do it again or even improve? Forget about improve. Just do it again. Is Hassan Reddick going to have 19 sacks in 19 games? I, I, probably not. I mean, is is. But if he has 16, is that a a blatant drop off where you go? Oh well, Hassan Reddick isn't what he once was. If he gets three it's less, not a blatant sacks, drop off. No, it's not. It's not a blatant drop off. But I'm saying it's not just Hassan Reddick. Like Miles Sanders goes from whatever it was, 800 yards. Yeah, but you and, just told me. We can find Miles Sanders in the sixth round this year. The Eagles are going to be able to. Well, and they are. Like the Cowboys be able to snap their fingers and get that kind of back. But it if might you replace be, Tony Pollard with a sixth rounder, you should be able to replace Miles Sanders with a sixth rounder. But but you're not going to be able to replace 1,260 yards and 11 touchdowns. Um, again, career season. Over the long term, can you replace him? Yeah, they are going to replace him. I don't think he's going to be back. 
Are you going to have a second team All Pro corner opposite Darius Slay? No, that scares me. Uh, 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 is Chauncey Gardner going to lead the league in interceptions again? I, 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 I mean that that is just natural regression to the mean stuff that I'm talking about. And it's you know just just like I said it during the season when when Nick and everybody was riding high when the Eagles were plus fifteen. I, I said they were that's gonna roll back. That's gonna roll back. And it did. Plus eight still pretty good, but it rolled back pretty significantly just because that's what happens. That's my concern. All right. And uh I'm I'm guessing the return to the means is not all that heavy, which could still leave the Eagles on top of the NFC when the season's over and done with. All right, Johnny Mack, here's a question for you that I had to answer in the negative. Do you know what S-E-N breakfast is? Send breakfast? No, I do not. You don't know what it is. Neither do I. Um, Apparently, it's a uh, sports talk show that I hadn't heard of, and my apologies to the members of the S-E-N breakfast staff, uh, but it's a podcast uh, that Aaron Sipos showed up on yesterday. And I said Australian. I don't S E N breakfast. That's what I saw. That's what I tried to type it in. And all you get is their Twitter handle when you Google them. And it shows that they have sports conversations. They, they, all I know is Aaron Sippus was on there yesterday. S E N breakfast. Show. Yeah. It's okay. Australian. I'm just Australian. Okay. Melbourne. So yeah. Uh, good. Good for S E N breakfast. Well, they got Aaron Sippus on. I didn't know he had gone back down under. Um, I guess he should after the punt that he kicked in the Super Bowl. Uh, he talked about it on this show yesterday, and he actually said he was trying to kick it very high because he was very willing to give them a fair catch and make them go 70 yards the length of the field to be able to, to, to score. Even if that were the case, would you admit to that? After the Shankopotamus that he hit, the line drive that he hit, I was just trying to kick it as high as humanly possible to make him fair catch it. I'd keep that one under wraps yeah, if I were there in Sip. Well, he probably thinks he's in, you know, safe places in Australia. Maybe it won't get back to the States, but no, I everything gets back. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think the Eagles made a bad decision there. Um not that Brett Kern is great, but I mean, he hadn't punted since December 11th. That not that you know, Brett Kern's better than Aaron. I just thought hadn't punted, hadn't punted, hadn't punted, hadn't punted, hadn't punted. And then you're showing up in the Super Bowl and go do it. I don't know. I thought that was a bad decision, and it 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 worked out in a in a negative way uh, for the Eagles. That's one where I think talk about this team making good decisions typically. I think that was a that was a bad decision, and it worked out poorly. Sometimes good decisions work out poorly, but I think that was a bad decision. All right, so let's continue on with the Eagles' decisions and punters. Um, if they move on from Aaron Suppas this offseason, which is a distinct possibility, they're going to need someone else to be a punter, and uh, I haven't started doing my homework on is there a – Tremendous punter in this year's draft class. Um, there was last year. There was a couple guys actually. Oh, don't bring up that name. 
Oh, yeah, I'm going. That's exactly where I'm going, Johnny Mac. Matariza, supposedly the punt god, signed a contract with a Mexican football team. Do they play football in Mexico? Evidently. That his agent corrected that. Not the case. Um, I I get that. Yeah. Uh, that he didn't sign on. He's not going to be playing with the Mexican. Uh, he was drafted by Buffalo last year. Uh, he had the charges. Uh, the story broke that he and uh, either friends or teammates were involved with a potential uh, sexual assault on an underage girl. It was a big enough story that the Buffalo Bills just pulled the plug on him and released him during the preseason. There were no uh, criminal charges uh, filed against him, only a civil suit. John McMullen, you used to report with me all the time here on Birds 365 about the Eagles' interest in Deshaun Watson. And Arise's situation is basically the same as Deshaun's. No criminal charges, civil suits. Uh, there's only one here. There were a plenty with Deshaun Watson. And the Eagles, they they went after Deshaun Watson. They inquired about Deshaun Watson. They had conversations about Deshaun Watson. They were shut down basically because Deshaun Watson said, thank you, no, I don't want to go to Philadelphia. So the Eagles were ready to go down that road before with a player who had very similar issues off the field they're not doing the same at the punter position. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Position, position. Um, Deshaun Watson, you can't see, but you know, the value of the position. I mean, if Deshaun Watson played any other position, uh, the Eagles wouldn't have even considered for 10 seconds about making a phone call. Um, the value of that position speaks for itself now it looks kind of silly now after you see what Jalen hurts but remember we're going back to um, the offseason last year when Jalen hurts wasn't proven to be an MVP candidate right. or do all the things that he did um, they th- thought that Deshaun Watson and they probably still think that you know he's gonna get back to being a true superstar at the position Um it's a punter. I mean, you're not going through that for a punter. There's a big difference between a quarterback and a punter. And I get that. And that's reality. But if you're if you're moving beyond that, if you, you're interested in a player, uh, regardless of his position, and we're willing to put up with some, why wouldn't you do that for Sam? Yeah, all right, I get it. No, it's it's a quarterback and a punter. They, 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 they can't be. I'm trying to put them on an equal platform. Yeah. And Can't there's be. just no reality in the world in football where you can do something like that. Because I like the kid as a punter, and I don't know. He well, might how be the could biggest you not like him as a punter? I mean, how could you not uh, like him as a punter? Um, you know, maybe he gets another opportunity because uh, the stuff is cleared up from at least a criminal standpoint. And, and you know... Uh, maybe gets another opportunity, but the, the fact that he plays punter and, and people don't value punter and the Eagles probably should have valued it a little bit more than they did uh, this season. Um, it's going to be tougher for him than somebody else who's had um, similar circumstances at more valuable positions. 
I understand the different positions have different values and quarterback is the most. There's quarterback. Let me do a John McMullen yeah. hand drop here. Here's quarterback <laughs> and here's everybody else. Yeah, yeah. There, there's, there's a big difference between those positions. Well, I should quarterback, wide receiver, uh, edge pass rusher. Yeah, all the way edge punter down by my ankles. Uh, so, yeah, it's not a, a not a fair comparison. Are we going to get some in the next? Johnny Mac, uh, you and I are on for the next three days. Oh, by the way, I haven't mentioned this today. I did mention it yesterday. The powers that be at the Jacob Media YouTube channel have decided to give your guys a break. Uh, Johnny Mac and I are going to be off next week. Uh, We've been doing it straight through since April of last year. Um, uh, uh, April of shoot, almost two years ago now, uh, sneaking up on two years, um, every week uh, here on the uh, Jacob Media YouTube channel. uh, And they said, yeah, you guys could use a break. So uh, Johnny Mac and I are going to be off next week. With our luck, that's exactly when the Jalen Hurts major negotiation is going to (laughs) hit the you-know-what, because free agency doesn't kick in for a while, be the combine, there'll be certain things going on, but it has the potential to be a slow week as well. We're going to get ahead of the curve here. How are we going to do us a solid and get something done by Friday? Because that way we can talk know. about it before Friday we take a week tough, off. You know, I do think they're going to have the coordinators in place by the combine. I do think that, um, you know, we'll see with Jalen. Um, but, yeah, there's some stuff that could happen, but probably not in the next uh, two days. Um and if it does, it'll happen at ten oh five. They did that to a couple to us a couple times yeah. this year. Information breaks just after we wrap up uh, Birds three sixty five. All right, we're going to wrap up this segment here, and we're holding out for the voice of the Philadelphia Eagles and Espanol, Ricky Ricardo. Um, Ricky's a good buddy to both John and myself. John hops on his WIP show all the time. I've known Ricardo forever. Um, I did not hear any of his call in Espanol. Every once in a while, uh, somebody will send me a clip of something. Usually it's when it's good news. When there's a really big play and Ricky goes nuts and uh, makes a great call out of it, You there were probably a couple of plays that that certainly were the case, uh, the, the long touchdown pass that Jalen threw. But there were also some letdown calls in that Super Bowl. I'd love to know what, how he described Jalen's fumble. We'll ask him that when we get on here because – no, nobody would have seen that coming ahead of time, end up being as big a play as it is. Uh, he does a great job uh, when he does the games in uh, Spanish for the Philadelphia Eagles. And, of course, he's a host on WIP because who he can talk, Burge. He talks it all the time. He'll do that with us next. Mac and Mac, John McMullen, Jody McDonald, joined by Ricky Ricardo next here on Burge 365. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Go for the beers, go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to ocean.
that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Jeff D'Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, Owner Appreciation Event. Post Game Show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post Game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Why do millions of people every year from around the world visit Philly's Rocky statue? You want to tell me the sky is burgundy with green stripes and yellow polka dots? I'll meet you on that. But you're never going to convince me Rocky is anything other than the pure greatness that it is. Never going to happen. Join me, Paul Farber, for WHYY's The Statue. We're going on a journey to explore the biography of the Rocky statue. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Tuesday edition of Birds 365 with John McMahon. I'm Jody McDonald. We are Mac and Mac. We are joined by the voice of the Eagles and Espanol. That would be one Ricky Ricardo. How you doing, Rick? I haven't seen you in a while either face to face. So we're zooming here like the Eagles are going to do with Vance Joseph. Um, how you been, bud? Good morning, gentlemen. All is well in beautiful mm-hmm. Central Florida. All right. I always wonder where Ricky's going to be broadcasting from. He's I'm all over. still singing from the loss, but I'm hoping today that the Eagles put the franchise tag on me, at least today, uh, first day that you can put the tag on people. So it, you know, yeah. I'm hoping at least I get that much. The Eagles never use the franchise tag, rarely. You got to go back a ways. But uh, for yeah. Ricky Ricardo, they should use it. No question I, about I it. I agree, John. <laughs> what is what is the minimum uh, for the voice of the Eagles and Espanol? Six I think million, seven four, million, eight million. What, million. what is the I I somehow missed that in my research. I didn't that's, see how much. That's it was. Daniel Jones type money right there. That's forty five yeah, million. Yeah, we're three million for per touchdown pass. When you think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ricky. I'm going to ask you this question. I put it to BLG uh, and John earlier. All right. If our good friends at Ocean Casino, as you can see over my shoulder, yes. Uh, presented Ricky Ricardo with a sports betting voucher and it's for a hundred dollars and it's got a 24 hour time limit. You got to make the call. Now you can't put it in your back pocket and go, all right, yeah, I'll play this at some point. No, no, no. You got to play it in the next 24 hours and it has to be played on the NFC champion next year. Who's going to the Super Bowl from the NFC. And if I told you the Eagles were, 
three to one and the 49ers were three and a half to one and the Cowboys were five to one and the Lions were 11 to one and the Giants were 14 to one and the odds as you would think playing value and playing hey it's a hundred dollars it just got handed to me if if you don't get it right you lose that hundred dollars if you get it right you get that hundred plus what you bet on and win who are you putting your money down on to be the NFC representative next year's Super Bowl? You're talking about a free hundred dollar bill that I can do what I please with? No, you yeah. have to. You know, you have to bet it on who's yes. going to the Super Bowl next year. Oh, Otherwise, man, they, it expires. Poof, it goes away. You got 24 no, hours to make the call. Me, it will take me 24 seconds, Jody McDonald, to put that hundred dollars. On the Philadelphia Eagles to wow, repeat man. as NFC champions. That's why. Exactly That's right. why and, we, is. and we go to Viva Las Vegas for the next Super Bowl. That's for another. You get, the, you get the cash before you go to Vegas because they'll win the championship yeah. two weeks ahead of time. And by the way, you'll, you'll, you'll have the room. Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll have another crappy field to deal with, Ricky, out in, in Las the Vegas. Same surf. That's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I. I Look, the NFC going forward is in um, – I think it's in, in, in really a state of of reshuffle. Quarterback-wise, obviously, Rodgers might end up in the AFC. Brady is gone. I mean, who in the NFC right now as we – the Rams are going to make a resurgence and come back? I doubt it. But, you know, who's the quarterback of the 49ers moving, going forward? You know, is Dak Prescott all of a sudden going to take a – you know, leap forward? I don't think so. I just think the NFC right now is in a, a particular state quarterback-wise, and, and that's the key position in the National Football League, where I think if Howie Roseman can somehow work, I don't know, out of these 13 key guys, maybe bring back seven or eight of them, draft well, I, I still think this Eagle team has enough to get through the NFC East, number one, and number two, make a decent run going further than than just the division. So that $100, Jody Mack, Eagles, Eagles right now. Yeah. You and I Eagles. both. I'm going value. I'm going Detroit. I want some value, Ricky Ricardo. Value. Give, me a, give me a return. To one three to one. Yeah, give me a return on the money. But you and I on WIP, we talked about, Ricky. My concern from the Eagles is – and I talked about it with Jody as well earlier, regression to the mean. So many career seasons, so many career years by different players, that usually comes back a little bit. Even if they have good seasons, it usually comes back a little bit. Any concern over that? Always, obviously. And look, let's be let's be frank here, gentlemen. The stars, the moon, everything aligned perfectly this particular season for this Eagle team. The schedule worked out perfectly. You had the downfall of the defending champion Los Angeles Rams. A lot, a lot went right for the Eagles in every aspect, whether it be injuries on other teams, whether it be the way the schedule worked. Remember, before the season started, we were looking at this as a pretty tough schedule. Didn't work out that way. Worked out to be a pretty easy schedule. Everything lined up, the stars, the moon, everything lined up perfectly. It's never going to happen again the same way. I'm looking <clears throat> next season a lot more like the team we saw five years ago. That was more of an uphill battle. There were more 
uh, of the quote-unquote underdog type of team. I just, I am convinced. And look, you got you guys tell me how much you put on the on the change of coordinators. If this whole process works out smoothly, where they can maybe go to a Johnson as the OC, you know, the the, the defensive coordinator, I think is that I heard Jim Leonard yesterday, where you know Vance Joseph here, all kinds of names. But if this process of replacing the coordinators goes as smooth as hopefully it will, I I just feel like the state of the NFC right now that Roseman and the Eagles still have a leg up on everybody else. All right. So Ricky, let me ask you about a guy who's going to be a key in the whole replacing the coordinators and make it work come 2023. And that's the head coach because Nick Sirianni is going to be in the process. Is it going to be just him who's deciding who's working under him? We don't believe that it'll be Jeff Laurie and Howie Roseman with Nick certainly uh, putting in his contribution and it'll be a group decision. But at some point, everybody's going to get hired and they're going to start the season and he's going to be in charge of new guys and his returning coaches and the like. He had a pretty phenomenal year. I think he got jobbed by not being in the final three, at least for coach of the year. Shame on the writers who didn't put him in the final three. Uh, He did one of the best coaching jobs in the NFL this past season. Can he repeat it? Is it just, all right, now Nick's this level coach and he's going to stay at this level? Or is there a return to the means, as John likes to point out, that did Nick, here's how I want to ask the question. Did Nick Sirianni have a career coaching year? You know, no, I, I, I think there's room for growth with Nick Sirianni. I really do. I thought this season was a season of stepping forward for Shane Steichen and for Jonathan Gannon. I, I'm not really sure. I, I can't measure or put my finger on how much Sirianni had to do with the overall success. Now, look, he's going to get the credit. He's the head coach. He's going to pay the piper if, uh, if, it, if things go the other way. But I think there's still more of a ceiling for <laughs> Sirianni, and we will see that having to integrate the new coordinators, I think he's going to have to do just a little bit more. And I think it's in there with him. Now, is he growing as a head coach from the outside? I don't know about, about you guys, but all I hear from, from other writers, from other teams and, and fans from other teams is we can't stand this guy, the whole dancing on the side, <laughs> the whole attitude thing. So he's starting to develop a bit of an antagonistic, you know, kind of personality around the league. I think yeah. maybe he could tone that down a little bit, but act, and as an actual X's and O's head coach relationship with players, I think there's still a little bit more room for growth with Nick Sirianni. So, Jody, to answer your question, I think maybe we haven't seen yet the Good. best of this young man. Glad to hear that. Um, I agree with Nick as a head coach, but I think it might be one of those things where you got to take a step back to take two forward. I mean, we've been through this before, Ricky. You know, if you want to go, obviously you can go back to Doug Peterson when he loses Frank Reich and John DiPolippo. Not the same. Um, You go back to Andy in 1991 when he had – you know, forget about Jim Johnson. You had Ron Rivera, Leslie Frazier, Steve Spagnolo, John Harbaugh, Brad Childers, Pat Shermer, David Culley. What do those guys have in common? Head coach, head coach, head coach, head coach, head coach. 
when you lose good coordinators, there's a reason Shane Steichen was ahead of Brian, John, uh, Brian Johnson. There was a reason Jonathan Gannon was ahead of Denard Wilson, even though a lot of Eagles fans don't agree with that. Um, boy, I mean, you can't just assume there's not going to be any hiccups there. Well, well, that that's why I predicated my statement by saying if this whole process of replacing the coordinators goes smoothly, I think the key is going to be right there. Th- that's a big bump in the road. Now, you mentioned it's not just going to be Sirianni. It's going to be Roseman, and it's going to be Lurie that, that are going to be part of this hiring process. Right now, it's bet on black, and these guys are black. They're hot. They, you know, the, the hirings have been good. The drafting has been good. The signings have been good. These guys are on a roll. The moves they have made since, I guess the last negative move was, you know, not drafting Jefferson. Post that, they really hit, you know, on what, 99% of the moves they've made, whether it be free agents, trades, anything that the organization has done has worked out. I'm predicting, and, and I, I would put another 100, Jody, on that ocean, you know, in the casino there, <laughs> that these guys continue to, you know, to, to roll the dice and, and hit a seven. I, I think they'll do it again. I think they are mature now in, 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 their, uh, in, in their individual, you know, responsibilities, I guess is the word I'm looking for. I just think the organization right now is clicking on all cylinders. I trust them to make the right moves. And I think at least for right now, as I mentioned, with the NFC in kind of a state of flux, especially with, with the most important position on the field, I still think the Eagles have enough to move forward and get us to Las Vegas. All right. One more uh, kind of uh, off-the-wall coaching question. Mm -hmm. Who's going to win more games next year? The Indianapolis Colts or the Arizona Cardinals with their two new former Eagle coordinator, now turned head coaches. And again, it's the same thing as Eagles. I'm asking a question on February 21st, and a whole bunch of you-know-what's got to come down between now and when they kick it off in September. Right here, right now, Rasha, they have everything in place. Who do you think wins more games, Colts or Cardinals? Colts don't have a quarterback. They're going to have to draft one. Cardinals have one, but he's not going to be ready until, you tell me, week seven, week eight. Uh, If I had to throw a dart and hit the center of it, I'd say the Cardinals. I I think the, the division, the AFC South, is probably a little bit more conducive to the Colts. Jacksonville on the rise, but Houston still in a state of rebuild. Tennessee, you know, there you, you've got a lot of questions going on there. So the Colts probably have an easier ride within their division than the very, very tough NFC West. I just think at some point Murray will be back. It really depends on how many games Murray plays, but if I had to take a guess right now, I would say it would be Gannon and the Cardinals. Yeah, I, I agree with that, Ricky, because of the quarterback. I mean, they they have a very good quarterback. I mean, you can criticize him, but he's got a lot of talent, and he's already proven that he can win games in this league. He's just got to right. get things going in a positive direction. Shane has a much more difficult situation he's got to navigate. Now, maybe he gets a kid in the top 10, and he's in a better situation, but Forced to use that $100 on that, Jody, I I would agree with Ricky. Now, I'm going to give you two more names from our buddy Mike Garofolo 
right. uh, Eagles defensive coordinator interviews. Rams defensive backs coach, pass game coordinator, Chris Shula. Uh, yes, very familiar name, uh, son of Dave Shula. Um, Michigan defensive coordinator, Jesse Minter. So it's not just uh, Jim Leonard. They like all Big Ten defensive coordinators. So why so much activity on the defensive side versus the offensive side when we all know it's Brian Johnson, both you guys. Go ahead, Jody. I think it's because they're just um, – and Ricky will appreciate this phrase because another team he calls their games in Espanol, their general manager uses the phrase all the time, doing due diligence. Due diligence. Yeah. Brian Cashman <laughs> likes to say all the time, I'm doing my due diligence. Oh, That's yeah. what the Eagles are going to say. This is due diligence. They're, they're – uh, crossing all the T's and dotting all the I's and getting as much information as possible. Um, I I like the uh, Leonard. The other guys I don't know anything about just because I know Leonard because I remember him as a good player for the Jets. Um, I don't know whether any of those guys actually have a chance. Ricky, do you think that? I, the, I was... think Jesse Jesse Minter is Rick Minter's son. If you remember Rick, uh, he was. Uh... A defensive coordinator, probably at Michigan. Now, is is the Shula grandson of Don? Yes, yes, okay. he is. Uh, uh, Mike Shula's, or is it Dave? I get them mixed up. Uh, one of them. He is the well, son if, of one. If, if Grandpa is the chin, it's Don Shula because that's the original chin before Bill Cower. Yeah. You know the uh, name. So, part. there's no nepotism in pro football, by the way. Uh, Chris Shula, <laughs> Jesse Minner. <laughs> Um, long term though to stick on the coaching set that the Eagles also uh, lost Nick Rollis uh, he went with Jonathan Gannon so if you reverse it back to last season Ricky we all said and we were right man continuity you got the entire staff back for a second season you rarely see that um, and it worked out phenomenal for the Eagles. Forget about the names. Forget about the Shulas, the Minners, the Leonards. Just the change, the lack of continuity. Is that going to hurt? There's always a chance that, uh, that that throws a wrench into the situation. I understand that. That's why I think these, these hirings are crucial. I mean, you've got to bring people in here and on the offensive side, it looks like the transition is going to be much smoother. It's going to be within the, the, the framework of what they're doing now. On defense, and look, whether it's just sour grapes from fans or we can sit here and discuss, you know, just how much the defense had had, you know, a, a, a record season as far as sacks is concerned. You know, they want to hang Gannon on, the, on his way out the door. But at the same time, the numbers and the results – from everything other than the last 30 minutes of the outstanding. Now, you're going to potentially lose a lot of pieces on the defensive side, and you're going to replace them, or hopefully you bring some of these key guys back. So I think that the defensive hire and making sure that the scheme and, and the mentality of whoever is going to take over the defense meshes with the guys that you're going to have on the roster is a much more of a question mark and much more of an unknown than the offensive side. I think 
the offensive side, the transition is going to be very, very smooth. I think they're going to do everything to, to placate the quarterback and keep him, you know, he's had a bunch of different coordinators with, between college and pros. So you know, here comes another guy now to work with Jalen Hurts. But I think that transition will be much, much smoother as compared to the defensive side where you're going to have a lot of personnel changes. You may want a philosophical change. And if you listen, everybody wants the, 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 the second coming of Jim Johnson when you listen to Eagle fans. They want Brett. They want Reggie White. They want Joyner. They want Dawkins. That's what they want on defense. They want a blitz on every play. That's unrealistic. And I think the organization is going to have to really assess who they bring in with what kind of mentality and the personnel that may or may not be here when the smoke clears. All right, need another Ricardo confidence check because you've already gone thumbs up on us with the Eagles going back to the Super Bowl. So I'm guessing that you're going to be thumbs up on this as well. Three key guys for the Eagles next year <clears throat> were their first three draft picks this past year. And we know that uh, Jordan Davis got a chance to play, was playing pretty well, got hurt, came back. They had brought in veterans to do part of the job that he did. So his uh, snaps were cut even more. And between you and I, I don't think he was all that productive. So it's kind of a peak and valley season for him. Agreed. I haven't changed my opinion. He's going to be a great player. I have thought N'Kobe Dean was a stone-cold steal in the second round. I know he didn't get on the field much this year because the guys in front of him played really well and just kept him on the sidelines. And Jurgens is probably going to be starting for the Eagles somewhere, be it either at center or right guard if Isaac Sayamalo goes elsewhere. How much confidence do you have in the Eagles' three draft picks from last year stepping in and being major contributors this upcoming season? All three of them have to live up to their reputation, have to live up to you know what they, uh, what they arrived with as, as far as their names are concerned. I, I agree. Look, is Kaiser White or is it T.J. Edwards that N'Kobe Dean fills in for and moves into that position? You mentioned the veterans, Jody. You're not going to have Linval Joseph or Indomitian Sue coming back. So Davis has got to take over, you know, the middle of that defensive line. Jurgens, I agree. I think Jurgens is going to – my gut tells me anyway, and this is maybe wishful thinking. I think Kelsey will come back for another year. I think Jurgens will start at right tackle. I think Samalo goodbye. He's one of the guys that I think they'll let walk. But I, I, I saw enough of Jurgens to have enough confidence in him that I think the continuity on the offensive line and the strength of that team, which to me is the O-line, I don't think that'll change putting in a Jurgens in there. The, the, of the three guys you just mentioned, the one that, that I question the most, and I hate to do this, but I think he probably maybe has the highest upside, but at the same time might be the biggest risk is N'Kobe Dean. I think that that particular player has got star written over him or complete bust. It's going to be one or the other. Uh, I think what you're going to get from Davis is slow but steady growth. I think he'll be a, an outstanding player on the defensive line. I think Jurgens will hold his own weight. The guy that could either go one way or the other and just be an outstanding NFL linebacker or maybe just one of those guys that came with a reputation but it, it, it never worked out for him, I think is, is N'Kobe Dean. He's the one that interests me the most in that group of three. Yeah, interesting player, and you're right. Those are, uh, you know, 
the Eagles will look at that as sort of uh, red shirt seasons and expect all of them to contribute uh, moving forward because, hey, once you pay Jalen Hurts, you got to get more cost effective at other positions, and that is coming. Um, the extension for Jalen Hurts, it's going to be anywhere from 47 to 52 million average annual value. It's not my money, so I don't care. Uh, Jeffrey Laurie. Any concern, though? We've seen this, Ricky. Um, Russell Wilson, most notably in Seattle. Look, when he was on his rookie deal, the Seahawks had the deepest, most well-rounded roster in the NFL. That's no coincidence. Once they had to pay him, the attrition started. Is that just natural? Do we have to expect some of that? Is it even possible to build the same type of roster when you have to pay the quarterback as much as the Eagles are going to have to pay Jalen Hurts? You mentioned Wilson. I could go to Dak Prescott. I mean, we've seen example after example after example around the league. That's why, you know, I've heard people calling for the quarterback position to have its own kind of salary cap and to separate that position from the rest of the roster, whether that's even feasible or not, who knows? Uh, but no, you're absolutely right. I sit here sometimes and think, do we, there's still a year left on his rookie contract. Now, obviously you're going to have to tear that up. He, he obviously has done enough. He has shown you that he is an elite quarterback, a franchise quarterback. Could you, Ring one more year out of him at a, at a number. How do you work it out numbers wise as far as the guaranteed money that you could use 2023 as still sort of a quote unquote kind of a bargain year where you sell your soul maybe going forward next season or the season after that on a very high number as Prescott did. Prescott played for about 80 million. What was it the last year? What it what was it? It, 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 do you have one of those seasons where the number is just outlandish going forward, but you still take advantage of of the window that you're in right now to be able to win? That I will leave up to Howie Roseman and however they want to work out the numbers. But, John, you're absolutely right. I, I think the window to win a championship, that's why this one hurts so much because – it all worked. The master plan worked out perfectly, minus the last 30 minutes of the Super Bowl. Now you're going to discombobulate things because that's the natural order of it. You're going to have to pay this young man. And, you know, he's under no obligation whatsoever to give anybody a hometown discount. Wow. He has to make his money. Yeah. And I don't blame him for that. But Yeah, I'm, I'm going down the challenge flag road here. Uh, something okay. Kyle Shanahan missed out on in the <laughs> NFC Championship game. Um Nice the shot. Whole, you can't win. You got to take advantage of the rookie contract. Who won the last three Super Bowls? Patrick Mahomes, who's the highest paid quarterback in the National Football League. Tom Brady, who was on his like seventh contract, not his second, his seventh contract. And Stafford, or Stafford first and then Brady, who was making big bucks for the Rams. They went out, they acquired him. They knew how many millions of dollars he was making and they built the team around him. So the whole, ooh, you got to strike while the iron is hot while you got the guy on the rookie contract. Yeah, except the last three Super Bowls. The champions didn't have a guy who was on a rookie contract. So that's not going to be an acceptable defense, Howie Roseman, if you're listening. If you don't get a Super Bowl, oh, it's going to be so hard now that Jalen's making all that money. Mahomes did it. Brady did it. Stafford did it. You do it. 
I, I'll live with that, uh, and I'll put that on Howie Roseman's shoulders. Yeah, you know he's been the executive of the year now a couple of times. Now's the big now. This is the big job. This is where he's really going to have to earn his money. And by the way, Jody, that's why you pay these guys. You're right. I mean, but you do get more top heavy. We talked about it in the lead up to the Super Bowl. Kansas City really top heavy. Now the top is great. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones. They Andy just won Reed. a Super Bowl with rookie cornerbacks. Yeah. I mean, rookies on both sides. Seventh, seventh round pick at running back. That's where you're going. That's mm-hmm. where you're going. So more of the – more will be put on the shoulders of Jalen Hurts. Now, I'm not going to say – Jalen Hurts outplayed Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. I'm not going to say Jalen Hurts is better than Patrick Mahomes. I hope everyone hears that because last time I said that, people misinterpreted what I said. On one day in February, Jalen Hurts was better. Patrick Mahomes is a better quarterback. Now, Jody just mentioned you're talking about superstars. You're talking about the best player in the game right now. You're talking about uh, maybe the greatest all of all time, and you're talking about Matthew Stafford. He's thrown for, I don't know, 45,000 yards um, in his NFL career. Can Jalen Hurts lead a top-heavy team? Is he that good, Ricky Ricardo? Ooh, that's a heck of a question. Number one, let me go back to your statement about Jalen Hurts being the better quarterback on the field in Arizona last week. I'm sorry. As well as he played, the fumble was huge. There is yes, no it was. Way, yes, it was. No way you can undersell me. What was that, that call like, Ricky? What was that call like? Oh, it was sad. It was very loud and it was very angry. All right, it was uh, I caramba on steroids. All you right? went I caramba. Yeah, I <laughs> I went I caramba. All right, and very very loud. So let's start with that. That mistake, it's one mistake, but it's a big mistake. So uh, I'm not going as far as saying that that uh, that Hurts outplayed Mahomes that day because Mahomes, when he had to have it, he did it, and he did it on a bum ankle. Spare. Spare. You know, so I, I, I'm going to leave that at, at, at that stage there. But can he throw more weight on his shoulders because of the situation? Can he do more? Can he pull more of the rope? We shall see. I think it, I think he's got it in him. I think at every point, whether it was Alabama or Oklahoma or coming off a subpar, you know, first year and the learning curve of being beaten by Brady in the playoffs, you know, last year and now, you know, the, uh, the experience of having a 10-point lead at halftime in the Super Bowl, I am banking on Jalen Hurts taking even one more step forward in his progress as a quarterback and as a man. Now, I think he has shown me enough. I think he's shown all of us to until he slips on a banana peel. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna follow this. I'm gonna bet on him. I, I, I think that he can take a little bit more if he needs to of the responsibility on his shoulders if. By no fault of his, the roster gets weakened by attrition, by guys leaving, by the cap, whatever it may be. Uh, John, to answer your question, yeah, I'm buying Jalen Hurts doing, go, taking that extra step forward and putting a little bit more on his plate and being able to handle it. 
if you are a bilingual birds fan and uh, language one, English, language two, and Espanol, then Ricky Ricardo is your man. He calls Eagles games in Spanish, and you catch him on the weekends on 94 WIP, where he almost always ropes in John McMullen to do an Eagle spot with him. Uh, so you're getting quality insight and info with Ricky on uh, WIP on the weekends as well. Uh, amigo, great to catch up. Thank you very much. You know, we'll be hitting you Now, up. wait a minute. Hold up. Before you get rid of me, why yeah. a Phillies cap there, Mr. McDonald, this morning? Because the, the Eagle fans on our stream. And, oh, by the way, uh, you, you, you can see the commenters we have on StreamYard on the side of your uh, screen, Ricky. Can you see those? We have no, one not today. loading today for some They're reason. Not, for some reason, we're getting no comments whatsoever on StreamYard. I'm told that... Uh, on going YouTube on site, YouTube. there are yeah. a ton of people that are over there that are commenting as they do each and every single day. Some of them don't like the fact when I wear an Eagles hat that they say I'm a fraud because I'm a Jet fan. I'd admit that I'm a Jet fan first and an Eagle fan second. So shame on you for putting on an Eagle Eagle hat. So I, my Eagle hat is sitting right over there and they yeah. told me not to wear it. So well, sometimes I, I just say, screw them. I'm putting on whatever hat I want. But I today, I went, went with, I went with the Phillies. What the hell? Spring I'm train. on my way to Clearwater anyway. I yeah. will send Rob Thompson your best. And then on my way back, stopping in at Tampa and see my big boy, number 99, Aaron Judge. Yeah, 63 Ooh, yeah. this year, Ricky. Uh, yeah, over a year. Yeah. Johnny says no chance for 63. What is Aaron Judge yeah. going to say when you ask him that today? No well, chance. no, he was asked that yesterday, and he said he's not – He's not looking at any numbers whatsoever. And I, and personally, does he hit 63? I'd be amazed if he did. But he's a heck of a young man. He he is to the Yankees what Jalen Hurts is to the Philadelphia Eagles. How much money did he get, Ricky? What was that number? That's the number. 360 million for 10 years. Yeah, so 360. 360. That's crisp. the number that matters. 360. That's that's, Forget that's about a good 63. Number. But let it be on record. It's right here. It's a YouTube. It's never going to be anywhere else. Ricky Ricardo, Eagles going to the Super Bowl next year. Judge not hitting 63 home runs. He said it here with us on uh, Birds 365. Viva <laughs> Las Vegas. There you go. Ricardo, thank you much. Muchas gracias, amigo. Anytime, my friend. That is the voice of the Eagles and Espanol, Ricky Ricardo. All right, McDonald and McMullen have to come back. You know we got to put a bow on the show. Don't even think about touching that dial. Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game now streaming on the Six ABC Family of Apps. Why do millions of people every year from around the world visit Philly's Rocky statue? You want to tell me the sky is burgundy with green stripes and yellow polka dots? I'll meet you on that. But you're never going to convince me Rocky is anything other than the pure greatness that it is. Never going to happen. Join me, Paul Farber, for WHYY's The Statue. We're going on a journey to explore the biography of the Rocky statue. 
Find us wherever you get your podcasts. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Hi, I'm Jim Mulebronner, managing partner at Delval Insurance Group. Give us a call. We're a local, knowledgeable agency, not an 800 number. Go Birds! Here, uh, Birds 365, Mac and Mac, thanking both uh, Ricky Ricardo and Brittany Lee Gowton for hopping on as guests today. Yeah, in case you're just streaming in, you weren't here earlier and the like, um, we've had a technical difficulty today. Um, the way we do the show here on uh, the Jacob Media YouTube channel, it's live from 8 to 10, and then it's recorded, and you go back and watch it at any time, and feel free, if you missed out on something, uh, BLG was very good in the hour, number one. Hopefully you just heard what Ricky said. Um, we usually have those who are streaming in's live comments on our stream here on StreamYard. And today, there were none. There was one. I were about 10 minutes into the show, we hadn't had one comment yet. Usually there are comments up before John and I even log in. Some yeah. of you guys get here before us, which we really appreciate. But there were none today. I wonder what. So I just threw it out there. Good morning to Bird Nation. Thought maybe somebody would respond. We got nothing. So there were no comments on today's show. Uh, we don't usually, or at least I, I'm the kind of guy who uh, is running the show. I don't reference the comments that we get on the stream We've got one host here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel who basically does the show, commenting on those who are streaming in the entire time. That's his gig. That's his thing. We don't want to step on his toes. And I got Johnny Mac to talk to anyway. But we do appreciate those who stream in because every once in a while, somebody will make a point and I'll turn it into a question for Johnny Mac. So if today's show sucked, uh, we apologize for it, but I'll take all the hits because I didn't have your helping hand. And I do appreciate you guys who stream in. And yeah, some of you are just whack. But uh, from time to time, you guys yeah. make excellent no. points. I don't think and... it sucked. I thought it was a very good show, Jody. All right. well, and okay. you should like, share, and subscribe. I got to get that in. Like, do that. Share, yes, subscribe. please. And we need them before next week. Because yeah. uh, Johnny and I are going to take a week off. 
Uh, we thank the powers that be at uh, Jacob Media uh, for saying, hey, you know, guys, you've worked hard for a year and change now, almost sneaking up on two years. We haven't given you a week off. Take a week off. So we're taking a week off next week. Uh, so we will be here the next three days. Already know Paul Domwich is going to join us tomorrow. And yeah, it was Damo who got uh, Dean Blandino to almost all but guarantee that the tush push is going to be out and uh, sent packing in the National Football League next year. Uh, so I'm looking forward to talking to Damo tomorrow. And you and I will do this again tomorrow. You up for it? Maybe we'll actually have commenting <laughs> on our show. Maybe yeah, we'll man. find out whether it did or didn't suck today. Tush push. Tush push guarantee. I gave a tush push guarantee. Now, Dean's closer. But neither of us can guarantee it because the three quarters of the league has to be on board. But I, I kind of knew they were going to try. They were going to try to to change that rule. And it looks like they're going to try to change that rule. And, oh, by the way, you and I both said it ahead of time. Both you and I would not have a problem with it if they instituted a banishment of it. Yeah, Eagle Nation doesn't like either of us no. because we're no. taking a key no. element, no. a key weapon out of the Eagles. And by the way, out of the Eagles, uh, I think they'll be use. just as successful without it with the quarterback sneak because I think most of the quarterback sneak stuff had to do with Jalen Hurts, and it's not going to change. So I yeah, wouldn't I, be too I, I don't think the Eagles are well. Unless they go 0 for 4 the first time they, nah, they try it. They're not, year. though. That's my yeah, point. You don't think it's happening. No. I don't think it's happening. I'm with you. Jalen is about 85% of the success of it, so they'll be perfectly fine. But Eagle fans just don't want to hear that. That was like a little insurance policy. They were going to get it anyway, but you just had the insurance policy on top of it. And we'll talk about that with Paul Domowicz. It'll be fun tomorrow. Hopefully we get your comments back up on board. Thanks to everybody who streamed in. Hit that like button before you get out of Dodge today. And be back here with Mac and Mac tomorrow in 2 and 2. You've been listening to Birds 365. The destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. 
Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.